Welcome to the MBG Podcast. Let's fire everybody. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 12 of the Message Board Geniuses Podcast. This is Hoos, and I've got Casey, MBG, and Joy with me in the virtual studio today for part one of a special part two episode where we're going to count down 10 best message board posts that we did not get a chance to discuss this season. Before we get to the post, we've got some games to discuss. You guys get a chance to watch what was, I mean, probably the best two semifinal games we've ever seen, right? Oh, yeah, they were fantastic, both of them. There's no question. They were the best semifinals. Yeah, Casey, what'd you think, man? Man, oh, man, they were just fun. I was telling somebody earlier that I I have a pretty sweet setup for for the game, and I was in a pool in in Naples, Florida, with big screen TV, maybe an adult beverage or Diet Coke, depending on who you're asking. And (laughs) last year I did the same thing, and it was boring. The first game was terrible. It was that Michigan-Georgia game. It was awful. But this year, man, it was exciting from start to finish. Both games were exciting. And I love the fact that the Michigan-TCU game started with that big run because it almost it felt like it – I think we were talking about before the show, but it almost felt like it was going to be a blowout. But then when it wasn't, it turned into a lot of fun. Yeah, I've never, after one play – I mean, I felt like the TCU message board poster, right, because that one run, I was like, oh, TCU is about to get boat raced. And then, I mean, we'll talk later a little bit about what ended up happening. But, yeah, that that game did not play out anywhere near how I thought it was going to. MBG. I was just going to say neither game went how I thought it was going to go or how I wanted it to go. I wanted Michigan-Ohio State final. That's what I wanted. Can you imagine? I almost wish that they had a third-place game now so that those two had to play each other again. Like the world. That would be the best. Yeah, that would be that would be epic, actually. <laughs> Just a bunch of miserable people <laughs> playing for third. <laughs> oh, can you imagine the loser of that game? Oh, yikes! It's like the winner of the NIT. You know, we're sixty-five, or we're now sixty-nine. Enjoy, no. <laughs> you guys. You had an SEC team in there. Obviously, that game was a little touch and go there, right up until the end, right? That was real touch and go. I don't normally feel bad for athletes, but that Ohio State kicker, I feel bad for. I mean, I can't even imagine the level of pressure that you're under and then to go up there and not even, like, be close. Like, you just shanked it. Like, it was just – it was almost like you didn't even know where the field goal posts were or something. I don't know. I feel – I'm not – I said I'm really bad for him as I'm making fun of him. But (laughs) – yeah. I just feel a little bit bad. <laughs> you want to throw his name out there while we're at it? <laughs> his name. I don't know his number. I did make a TikTok about him, but um, <laughs> I do. I do feel a little bit bad. It sucks because I am not. I don't like Ohio State, but they were very clearly the better team on Saturday. And it so it usually like I never enjoy walking away from a game when like the better team didn't win. As much as I do love the SEC, it does suck that the better team didn't walk away victorious on Saturday. 
Yeah, although Georgia's resilient as hell, though, right? Because I don't mm-hmm. know that Ohio State could have played much better than they did. Ohio State just kept – or uh, Georgia's kept coming the whole game. Yeah, Georgia's a different breed, but I don't I don't know that I'm going to say, you know, they're the most insane team because I think TCU should have lost like seven times this year and they <laughs> just keep winning too. So maybe this is just the year that teams just know how to win. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's not a bad argument for the expanded playoff either, right? Because I mean, all. everybody. Well, there was TCU was what like a thirteen point dog, something like that. And yeah. it is again. Yeah. Except yeah. I do want to argue with all of you. This was not the best round of college football playoff games that have ever existed. That was definitely twenty nineteen. I'm sorry. Oh, here we go. Um, but twenty nineteen. <laughs> I wonder why Joy thinks it was twenty nineteen. <laughs> that game was like sixty three thirty eight. The first one, and then the- it was so fun. Like, right. That was fun for you, Joy, because LSU was so much better than everybody else. But it wasn't fun for the rest right. of us. Yeah, too. I could say the same thing with the 31 nothing against Ohio State. You know, that was awesome. <laughs> well, it was, especially, that was fun, too. Anytime anyone like, gets beat poorly, I'm like, that was beautiful. I understand was, close games are better for ratings. I know. But sometimes it's just good to watch like an old-fashioned beatdown. Best part about 2019 is uh, all the Ohio State fans who claim Joe Burrow. Like, I that's <laughs> one of my favorite things on Twitter. But that yeah. really honestly bothers me less than it bothers most LSU people. Like, he has a degree from Ohio State. So, to an extent, I feel like it's fair that they claim him. But I did see a graphic one time that it was like Ohio State national champions, and they put him on there. And I was like, yeah. okay, now you can calm down. Right. Yeah, he had like lo- seven snaps at Ohio State. Yeah. Right, right. I, I like how they claim him, but they don't claim Tate Martell. <laughs> <laughs> they should have to claim Tate Martell if Amen. they're going to claim uh, Joe a, Burrow. It's a package deal, right? Exactly. It is. That's, a great, that's a great, great call. All right. So uh, so we'll, we'll meet again next week after the championship game. Any predictions from you guys about how this game is going to play out? I mean, I, you have to think Georgia's going to beat them, but, I mean, T, every week TCU does what you think they can't do. So, uh, I mean, I don't know. I just have a hard time with this three-three-five defense that they play. It just feels like I think I said it before. I don't know. I say it so often now I can't remember. But it, it just I, – I really feel like they're tight ends, which if Washington's not hurt, it's going to be a problem for that defense. So, yeah. I just hope you, it's Jordan? not a blowout. Yeah, I think I, – I don't know. I've spent all year questioning TCU. I have multiple times said that I didn't even think they were a top-four team in college football, and they just keep embarrassing me. So I am still going to roll with Georgia. I think they narrowly escaped Michigan, and the reality is, is I think Georgia is a much better team than Michigan. So I've, I've like I've got to roll with Georgia as much as I think – like TCU has been a team of destiny all year – but I think destiny ends on Monday night when they play the Bulldogs. So. Yeah, I, I want TCU to win, but I just – they had everything go right against Michigan, and, you know, that game was went down to the wire. I just I – I'd love to see them win. I think it would be awesome for college football, but I, I don't know that they've got the horses to keep up with Georgia. They need turnovers, and they need to – they need to create turnovers, and they need to not turn the ball over. It's that old cliche. Yeah. We'll, we'll see if they can. For sure. Thanks, like down real Thanks Dad. <laughs> we'll go get some I orange deserve slice. that. <laughs> I deserve that. 
All right. Well, that'll bring us to our next segment, Genius of the Week. As always, each of us is going to nominate player, coach, team, conference, mascot, fan, somebody who did something particularly dumb this week. So, Casey, you want to get us started off? Yeah, I'm going with the guy who drew up the rules at SoFi Stadium that you're not allowed to tailgate. Thank you! <laughs> I did see someone on Twitter saying it just means more, the SEC tailgates, like, <laughs> or, and no one else does. So I wanted to have him as kind of an honorary mention, honorable mention here, but I just don't understand how you don't have a little bit of tailgating before a college football game, especially the national championship. When I read that. Oh, no. I, I just assumed it couldn't be serious, right? There's a That's stupid crazy. rumor that says they don't want people interacting with outside folks in L.A. I, I don't know if that's true. I, I doubt it, but it's just dumb. How do you not yeah. do anything? Unless they have, like, a tent that you have to go buy their stuff. That's the only thing I can think of. Right. Yeah, it's just it's lame as hell. I tailgated in Phoenix. I tailgated in Tampa. I tailgated in Santa Clara. Like we were allowed to just have a have a good time. I, I know people that tailgate for NFL games there too. So why is it just college games? Interesting. Are they worried about like people getting hurt or something? Or, or... I, that's the underbelly comments. I mean, so. hell, we tailgate like hell here in Baltimore, and you know this is <laughs> this isn't the safest safest city in the world. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want people bark. They don't want people barking at each other. Now that is fair. <laughs> fair. I mean, nobody really wants that, to be honest with you. All right, Joy, this is your first genius of the week. Who do you have? For starters, let me just say that I'm honored to be participating <laughs> in this. I feel like I've graduated from like middle school to high school. Like not quite yet in college, but I feel like I'm I'm making it. Um, my genius of the week is um, from the Texas. Longhorns board that and the subject says we need coach Beard back and it says if the plaintiff never was a plaintiff then please give us our coach back the wheels of justice can be slow but this has nothing to do with justice okay. um, <laughs> I just don't even know what to say honestly like how big of a moron do you actually have to be for you to say there never was a plaintiff, well, there was because he was arrested. So you're incorrect there. And you're right. This is not about justice. This is about you freaking out because your team can't win basketball games. They lost one game. They yes. lost one and, game. And Although now, they did just give up like a buck 15 to Kansas State, I think, right? Yeah. Like yesterday or the day before. And now the world's coming to an end. And so we're going to prioritize the Texas Longhorns basketball program over a potential domestic violence suit. But you know what? Go off. I hope your team wins all of the games. Sports above all. And I know, I know. Y'all are sitting here going, oh, the girl on here, of course, is going to bring this up. Look, if she's lying, then she should catch the ball too. But if she's not, then this guy looks like an idiot. That's all I have to say about I that. Like, I like that you censored yourself there a little bit. No, I really, I really had to hold myself back. And you did. That's Thanks. a good. That's a good first genius of the week. I'll Thanks. tell you. It'll probably be my first and my last. But here we go. <laughs> all right, MBG, who you got this week? Well, I fought every urge I could to not have it be Jimbo for hiring Bobby Petrino today. It's <laughs> just. <laughs> I, I have a feeling we're going to talk. We haven't had enough time to fully like digest that whole thing. It just happened today, right? So, but I have a feeling uh, we'll be discussing that a little bit down the road. Yeah, I mean, so no, it's not going to be Jimbo. But, <laughs> yeah, 
he very well could be an honorable mention uh, for that. So, but mine is actually an Alabama fan from Reddit. Um, after the game Saturday, he said this. He said, if TCU beats Georgia, Alabama will be the national champion. <laughs> after yesterday's games, Georgia is number one in the Sagarin ranking with Alabama a close second and TCU eighth. If TCU wins, Alabama will finish number one in Sagarin with a transitive win over TCU. I, I suppose because they beat Kansas State and TCU lost to Kansas State. Yep. TCU won't be able to jump Alabama in the rankings since we still recognize split national championships in CFP era. Alabama is going to be your 2022 national champion if TCU beats Georgia. It's like win a championship in the pre-coalition days. I, I <laughs> hope they claim that championship. They pull a full what UCF, right? Like do it. it exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to see them put something in the yeah. uh, the Bear Bryant Museum about the 2022 national championship. Hang a all, banner. All thanks to TCU. <laughs> the thing I love about this the most is that they were the most vocal because they won the national championship in 2017 <laughs> on the field. They were the most vocal against UCF. And now they're literally pulling a UCF. Yeah. This is great. Oh, yeah. I hope they go full UCF. I would love Crown them. <laughs> Crown the ass. What is it? You're either like the hero or like, what's that quote? Like, or you see yourself long enough to become the villain. What's the quote from like oh. Batman or whatever? Yeah, I know. That's them. They have literally been around long enough to watch themselves become the villain. Are you talking about Vanilla Ice becoming, <laughs> going from zero to hero? <laughs> Hang on. I'm going to find it. That is the best reference on this show ever. Either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. They have seen themselves become the villain. I, I, I think, think what, Vanilla Ice said it better. <laughs> I think he was just asking you to take a moment to, to stop and then collaborate. collaborate and listen to what he had to say. Right. Joy, do you know who Vanilla Ice is? Yes. <laughs> okay, okay. Robert Van Winkle, if I remember correctly. Y'all <laughs> love to question my age on this podcast. Because we're old enough to be your dads. So I mean, <laughs> at least I am. So. I would be a young dad, but it would have been cool. <laughs> you would be you would be a creepily young dad. That's true. All right, that's fair. All right. All right. So my genius of the week is boring, but I just I I couldn't avoid it. I'm going with Harbaugh, who I mean, I like the guy. I think he's a great coach. But you go down opening drive. They gash him on that first run. You know, they get fourth and two on the two-yard line. You get the best O-line in the country. I mean, I get coaches are, you know, being more aggressive and stuff. But I don't know, man. I think you either kick a field goal or you just run behind that line and, and bully him into the end zone. And instead, I mean, this, you know, the whole Nick Foles Philly special has – all these head coaches getting way too cute. And yeah, it was one play. That's not why they lost the game, but I, I felt like they never got back on track after that drive. I don't know about you guys, but yeah, it's a boring one, but Harbaugh is my genius of the week this week. What's funny is later in the game, I saw a message board post on the Michigan board. And I wished I would have tweeted out, but someone said that they wished that their offense was more imaginative. 
And I, in my mind, is thinking, well, what can be more imaginative than running a double reverse pass to your quarterback on the goal line? Fourth and two. I, right. I think what you really want is for it to be less imaginative. Right. <laughs> Just maybe some single wing uh, or something on the goal line. Like, who did that? Someone did that the other day. Illinois ran that play where they Penn, ran. Or Penn State. Penn, Penn State. State, yeah. They ran it yeah. twice against Utah, yeah. That's crazy. All right, so I know who I'm voting for. Who do you guys have for Genius of the Week this week? I'm voting well, for Joy. It's Joy's first time. Don't pity vote me. That's yeah, not I don't, pity. That's the best look, idiot. Of yeah, I don't lose ever. my kids ever on purpose, and I don't pity vote. I'm going with Bama. <laughs> Claiming the natty. <laughs> That's my favorite. Is this why y'all wouldn't let me participate? Y'all were yes, saying. yes, right. yeah, literally. Yeah. I figured we had many off offline chats. <laughs> MVP is sure all she about his win streak gonna... intact. Yeah, I mean, he talks about it all the time. I was the returning champion. I'll just have you know. Uh, that's true. Yeah, I think you and I both won like once each. So. <laughs> we already called me. All right, so before we start counting down six through ten of our top ten, I want to give a quick shout-out to College Football Home for sponsoring the MBG podcast. Find them on Twitter at CFB Home and online at fifthquarter.net. All right, so MBG, you circulated these. We all ranked them. You put them into a top ten for us. What do you have for us here at number ten? Well, that's true. I do, I do have them ranked, and you guys helped me out. And today we're going to go 10 through 6. So number 10, before I read number 10, I want to get from each of you what your opinions are of Tim Tebow. What do you guys think of Tim Tebow? When I say Tim Tebow, what word comes to mind? Whiny. Joey, Crying. not a fan? No. Crying, Casey, not a fan? Tight end. <laughs> I watched with glee as Tebow knocked off the Pittsburgh Steelers in the playoffs. So I will always have a soft spot in my heart for him. One word, who's one word. <laughs> well, I'm with, I'm I don't with play your rules. <laughs> I, I'm a Broncos fan. So I remember that end of that season when Denver, I think Josh McDaniels was kind of forced to put him in for like the last few games yeah. in the playoffs, And he was, I'm telling you, he was terrible, but they were he's some of the awful. most fun. They were some of the most fun Broncos games I watched in a long time because he would play terrible for the first three and a half quarters. And then all of a sudden, you know, he would come up with one or two plays and then win just because the defense was was so good, but they would win. And then, you know, he beats Pittsburgh in the playoffs in overtime with that. I mean, that pass to Demarius Thomas. Um, it was so, like an 80 yard touchdown, but it, it traveled like 12 yards in the air, right? Was it, yeah, like, I mean, it was like a crossing route or something? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Pittsburgh was playing cover zero because they didn't really uh, respect Tebow too much. <laughs> Wouldn't you? And, yeah. And no he just, respect for Tim Tebow at all. <laughs> so I enjoyed that time of Tim Tebow as a Bronco fan. It really was fun. But I know that some of you SEC fans maybe don't, uh, aren't too fond of Mr. Tebow. But I'm going to tell you something that you may not have known about Mr. Tebow. There's a conspiracy theory going around, and this was from a post that was on the SEC rant um, by a poster named UGA alum. Oh. Yeah, I mean, go figure. So he says this. 
Has anyone ever seen or heard Tim Tebow read? Question mark. There are a growing number of conspiracy theorists who believe that Tim Tebow is illiterate. They are growing larger and larger every day and soon will pass the flat earth theorists in overall numbers. <laughs> he was homeschooled growing up. Pretty suspicious if you ask me. At Florida, he majored in something like family and community youth development. Sounds like playing with kids all day. Although the kids he played with could read, see, spot, run, and Tim can't. Ever notice when he's forced to read something off the teleprompter, he turns to his right or left and starts yelling and diverting attention away from his, illiter his illiteracy? I say we pay homage to a man who accomplished so much while being illiterate. Truly an inspiration, and I hope he learns to read, and I hope he has children with his hot wife. I'm sure Tim could like, I'm sure Tim would like to be able to read the Bible. So that that post cracked me up, especially because he talks about this being like some serious conspiracy theory that, that apparently is passing flat earth theorists in number. So I, I tried to Google this, and I found nobody anywhere with the conspiracy theory that Tim Tebow was illiterate. So I was a little bit disappointed. Every day it grows bigger, MBG. <laughs> I mean, he we, did get 16 upvotes. So, you know. <laughs> so I, I did, one thing I did find is that, did you guys know that Tim Tebow was the first homeschooler to be nominated for the Heisman Trophy? I bet you didn't I did know Interesting. That. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So... My main thing here is that, I mean, this is eye-opening, frankly, because uh, Matt Leinart has always been the gold standard <laughs> for me when it comes to hot, dumb, Heisman-winning quarterbacks. And this post has me questioning everything, right? Because I, I never really thought about Tebow, but they, didn't they win their Heismans just a couple of years apart? I mean, they, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of similarities here. And I'm, I'm thinking we, you know, set up like a pay-per-view event where we can have some kind of academic triathlon, you know, maybe Tebow and Liner both try to solve a wordle or something. Like <laughs> <laughs> be fun for everybody, right? Like are you talking about like in hap not not Happy Gilmore, no, like Billy, Billy Madison? <laughs> yes. Oh Billy Madison, yes. Billy Madison. <laughs> like they have to go back and redo kindergarten. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And the end of old school, too. That Remember the ac academic competition they have at the end there? Where the guy I looks do at remember. Will and says, what you said is the dumbest. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember hearing something like Tebow had, was dyslexic as a youth. I don't know if you outgrow that or can fix that or, or what. But, yeah, I, I wasn't a fan of his back in the day. I lived in Tampa when they were going through their, their dynasty. And so I was busy scouring the closet for some skeletons on Tebow. And there's never been anything that's come out on the guy. So this Georgia band, weird that it's a Georgia band with that Georgia-Florida rivalry, right. is really digging deep. And even if he is illiterate, like, is that enough to make fun of somebody? I don't know. Uh, well, now has I anyone like ever it. seen him read? Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a backhanded compliment. I mean, he is saying, "Hey, congratulations on accomplishing so much while being illiterate." Yeah, but it also says I've never seen that, him read. 
Yeah. I mean, he also won a Heisman and was a first round draft pick without being able to throw. So, I mean, that's, you know, he's actually accomplished quite a bit with some, some <laughs> certain limitations in place, but joy, close your ears. Arguably the best college football quarterback ever. I, I mean, it's tough to argue. argue. That's a crock. <laughs> I said, close your ears. No. <laughs> Well, I will say that does say something about Tim Tebow. This is the worst conspiracy theory that they could come up with about Tim Tebow is that he can't read. I, mean, I just want you to know that I just looked up when he won the Heisman, and mm-hmm. he sure did pull out a speech and read it. Oh, so, oh he did? Yeah. Well, I don't, but, I mean, did you see the words on the note cards or, you know? I don't know, I don't know that they someone <laughs> from Louisiana who's last in education is really allowed to question anyone's ability to do anything literate. Uh, Mississippi's on the phone, and they'd like a word. (laughs) Maybe they were just symbols. You know how, like, the (laughs) offense... You know how, like, the offenses you see... You know, if you go to a game, you see the the, on the offense on the sideline, all they hold up is, like, pitchers, right? (laughs) Right. Called a play. You see one of those wristbands, right? uh... And that's maybe where that came from. That might be where that idea came from. Is oh well, Tim can't read, so let's just hold up pictures of like cheese. Yeah, so you just got like four pictures up there. I love the idea of somebody just holding up a big picture of cheese. I don't even like guy, but y'all are jerks. (laughs) Do you think Herb? I I have to say this again. That's what this podcast is all about. Come on, you got to get on board, man. We're gonna convert. I made fun of someone first tonight. (laughs) We're going to convert you into being a jerk. (laughs) No, someone has to be nice on this podcast. The scary thing is that it's me. In real life, that's really not how it works. Um, All right. That was was a good one one to start off with. And that was number 10. Yeah, it was 10. All right. So this is number nine. This one comes from an Iowa State board, if you can believe that. So this is what uh, this poster is named. It's CYVM. And he's got an NIL donation idea. He says, off the wall thought here. Maybe it's been brought up before. Do you guys think canned donations would make a nice chunk for NIL? Have canned donation spots at tailgate lots and other places around Ames, Iowa? Only five cents a pop, but I've seen the amount of beer we can put down on a Saturday. So this guy is proposing that they raise NIL donations with aluminum cans. I wish I was Tim Tebow right now and could have avoided reading that. (laughs) I I mean, listen, there are A&M fans out there right now thinking, all we got to do is drink 1.7 billion beers (laughs) and we can pay off Jimbo's contract. (laughs) Well, that's funny because I looked at... I looked at how much money you you could earn by turning in an aluminum can, and it's a little under two cents per can. Nice. So about maybe four million beers. <laughs> so this is the math I did. So it would take, let's say you want to, you probably need at least a million bucks, right? In for nil um, to distribute. That's probably not even enough. So that's fifty million cans. At Iowa State, that's enough. So if you have if you have six home games, that's eight point three million cans a game. 
Their their stadium holds sixty one thousand five hundred. So that means that everybody there just has to drink one hundred and thirty five cans of something every game. And then if if you show up MBG, that's another like one hundred and thirty five beers those other people have to drink. So. Well, I, trust me, I could potentially drink well, 135 Diet Coke. Diet Coke. If, <laughs> if the game went to overtime, I could potentially hit 135 Diet Coke. I just drooled on myself from laughing. Who knew we were going to have so much math on this show? This is awesome. How yeah, much probably... money do they actually need, though? I mean, this is Iowa State. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you probably need at least a million to be competitive. Well, I but that's my point. They're not competitive. So. Well, that's why they're going to need, yeah. So maybe double that. Everybody's going to have to do 270 cans a game. <laughs> that includes the children, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure that's the best idea for raising NIL funds, but it's an idea. I mean, I guess they're trying something, right? I love it. It is an idea. <laughs> absolutely right about that. So speaking of ideas... Number eight, Joey. This comes from your neck of the woods, and this oh, is one Lord. heck. This is one heck of an idea from this LSU fan. Even better than the Iowa State fans' idea. So this is from Tiger Rant from Seabree '88, and he's got an idea for Coach Kelly. He said, "Could the fake punt be used as a primary formation for an offense? The long snap creates time for the quarterback to find someone open." and the three-man shield gives blockers against the pass rush. You could put an athletic Johnny Manziel type of player back there to imp improvise. He could either scramble if he sees an opening on the field or run around until one if one of the two receivers gets open. Would it be worth a shot? Question mark, question mark. No. <laughs> Tell me you've never played football without telling me you've never played football. Tell me you don't know football. Because I could play football, but I still know <laughs> it's not the way that this works. May I this... offer a counterpoint? <laughs> <laughs> I have proof that this would work. Would you like to hear it? Yes. <laughs> right. It better include Madden 22. It does. Well, it includes Madden, but old school. So when I was in college, my buddy, Sergeant Party, who we've talked about before, and a friend of mine named Todd, <laughs> we had a party and they were playing a game of Madden and they ended up playing Browns against the Browns in the mud. And they both ran an all fake field goal offense the entire game. And it was un stoppable. <laughs> <laughs> and the loser, by the way, had to shave all their body hair. This is what I remember about the story. And I won't say who lost because both those or one of those guys listens to the show. But the reason I remember it is he came back from into the party from shaving downstairs and just looked completely dejected and said, it looks like a baby pacifier now. <laughs> you know what upset me the most about your story? What's up? There was no nickname for this poor Todd guy. Yeah, well, it wasn't the Mad Pooper Todd. It was a different Todd. So, you know. And actually, this Todd did have a nickname, but it, it's not fit for the MBG podcast. Gotcha. That's what I was, that's what I was worried about. <laughs> so I feel like this guy or LSU missed an opportunity when they were up. How far were they ahead of Purdue the other day? I mean, 35 they nothing like, and a half. Seems like they could have 
they could have uh, experimented with this to the entire second half. <laughs> Right, they could have said, "Hey, let's give Seabury '88's idea a shot." <laughs> I mean, we're up 35 zip. We may as well see if it works. I just, I just don't. I just, we're already <laughs> getting hammered because we were mean to Purdue. Apparently, I logged on here and Casey was like, "You couldn't have given them a break. Like you couldn't have got them to slack." But now uh, we were supposed to experiment. I mean, I don't know. I don't. We can't make everybody happy. I don't. I don't know what y'all want from me. And this. Hey, if not you, someone else might. You know, and That's I just right. want to, like this poster's like we could put a Johnny Manziel type talent back there. You act like we can just like get one of those off the street corner. I have to, I have to admit, I would, I would like to see what a defensive coordinator would do if on the first play of the game you roll out there in punt formation with your quarterback like ten yards behind the center. <laughs> I'm guessing they're going to call a timeout, right? I'm honestly not. I'm kind of surprised that this didn't happen because with the way our special teams played this year. Like, I'm surprised they weren't out on the field in the wrong formation at the wrong time with the way that we – I mean, you know, we are the team that ran off in the middle of a live ball in the middle of the SEC championship game. <laughs> I'm not – I'm a little bit shocked that this didn't happen just out of sheer coincidence. But this man just really needs to shut up. Doesn't well, LSU usually, at least during the last miles years, usually has those 28-year-old Australian kickers? That yeah, we used over. to. We don't have any anymore. And then we, t- the one coach that fo- that followed Brian Kelly from Notre Dame to LSU was the special teams coordinator, and he's trash. And it's frustrating because he's great at recruiting. Like that is his niche. And if we could keep him on and just do that, that would be fine. But he's a horrible special teams coordinator. Well, maybe well, a certified letter to him about this uh, poster might, might open up to, the he's special. He's about to team. get a certified visit from Homegrown because I'm about to have it. Well, the well, other thing that really makes sense about this is if you've got Johnny Football at quarterback, I, I don't know that you need to be running <laughs> the gimmick offense, right? Like, can't you just line up and beat their ass? Details, who's details? Details. Call me crazy, but. You would think. It's also not like Jane Daniels literally is second now in all of the quarterback records, only behind the actual greatest quarterback of all time in Joe Burrow. <laughs> uh, it's not it's not like it's I'm I don't know. I just don't know. I can't. I just can't even entertain it. I like Browns the whole Tim Tebow not sounds better and better by the minute. I thought you were talking gonna say Jamarcus Russell as the best. <laughs> I do love me some Demarcus, though. Yeah. Well, I do have to say that was maybe the dumbest post I've ever seen. <laughs> um, if if we were doing a countdown for the dumbest post, that would definitely probably be number one. Congrats, but let's go on. <laughs> if you're out there, I'm sure you're a nice guy, but your post was dumb. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number seven. This comes to us from a Kentucky fan, a Kentucky Rivals Board. And I didn't realize that Kentucky and Tennessee were such heated rivals. Um, so I had to look and, you know, I, I'm not admittedly not real familiar with the geography over that way. But it looks like Lexington and Knoxville are only 172 miles apart. So that makes sense. So this Kentucky fan has this to say about Tennessee fans. He says, as someone who was born and raised in Tennessee, trust me. UK fans are a world-class bunch compared to UT trash. Their fans are jackasses and everything we are rumored to be. 
I'm not being biased either. They really are that bad. The contrast between UK fan and UT fans is really visible when you know both and know both personally. I've rarely met many UT fans I would call decent people. Okay, here's where it gets really good. We're getting to the meat right here. <laughs> this transition is so great right here. He says, my mother is a UT grad, and I have a, I have a cousin that played baseball for them. My mother, on the other hand, typical UT fan, just trying to be honest. And the state of Tennessee is full of absolute whores. <laughs> Nashville is like Afghanistan. <laughs> I can't take my kids to Memphis anymore. And the Hill Jacks in East Tennessee are pure mother Fs. And that's how he said it, mother Fs. That's not me censoring it. That's what he called them. I know people think every fan base has idiots, and they do, but Tennessee is on a whole other level, and I mean really. Come on. Fuller, Bruce Pearl, Kiffin, the clown coaches of recent, the fans throwing trash, the baseball team acting like they're emotionally developing at 23. You don't have to take my word for it. Just look. So I think this guy's really insulting his own mother in this post. Is that? <laughs> did you guys read that the same way I did? That's the it's only takeaway I have. It's a love letter to his whore mother is what this <laughs> is. His mother who is a jackass and a whore. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Rarely has he met a decent one, and then he's talking about his mom. Yeah. So does she fall in the, in the group of decent ones or no? Oh, I thought it was pretty clear. He he didn't seem he included his cousin, right? I'm yeah. I mean, he goes right from saying my mother, on the other hand, typical <laughs> UT, just trying to be honest. Yeah, he and says he, my cousin is a good guy. My mother, on the other hand, I mean that's. <laughs> and then the very next sentence is, and the state of Tennessee is full of absolute whores. <laughs> so this this reminded me of. This is going to seem a little off track, but when I was a little kid visiting my grandparents in the hills of West Virginia, and I vividly remember this, seeing a guy with a neck beard and a dirty pair of overalls call another guy a hillbilly. Like, <laughs> I just remember being completely confused by the whole thing. That, that's what this UT-UK rivalry seems like to me. Just, you know, people saying awful crap about each other and not being the most self-aware people in the world. Well, Joy, help me with this because I see this on all the SEC message boards, and that's what they all do. They all call each other hillbillies, and I'm like, uh. <laughs> Honestly, <Help. laughs> like, we're just not intellectual enough to come up with another insult. <laughs> Although they do well, call. Unless it's call... built and no one's trashing them because no one cares about them. So the only intellectual school that would probably be wise enough to come up with a better insult doesn't ever get insulted. So, oh, so the one caveat there, Joy, is I see them refer to LSU fans as corn dogs. Yeah, Can you help me there. Okay, someone I think it was an Alabama fan went to an LSU game and said that every like everything smelled like corn dogs, which. <laughs> There's a lot of food at LSU tailgates, and I grew up tailgating in LSU. I went to LSU. I've never one time seen a corn dog at a tailgate. So I don't like, I'm still not entirely sure where that came from. We don't serve them in our stadium. Like, I'm get. I think his senses were just off, but whoever said it had a huge following because now it's like, that's just what we're known for. 
the it, were the corn dogs smelling? I mean, there's worse things that we could. I was going to say I'm I'm disappointed that the corn dog rumors are not true. But we I, no, <laughs> not, you wouldn't want a corn dog when you could have gumbo and jambalaya. Or like, like, always want a corn dog. Let's be, let's be yeah, yeah. speaking my language here. Yeah, like we're playing Florida. Ninety-eight percent of the tailgates are serving alligator. So yeah, I, we're not a corn dog. You know, feeding from. Well, well, it's either corn dog or hillbilly. I mean, take your pick. Yeah. <laughs> or a corn corn dog eating hillbilly, if you just want to combine yeah. the two, right? Yeah. I mean, it's no, um, I don't want to combine the two. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike you, who's I do not choose one word, and I'm going corn dog. <laughs> She's not following the rules. <laughs> All right, so this brings us to the last one for today, number six. And this comes from the Nebraska board. And this is from a poster named Western Nebraskan. His question he asked in the post is, is four too young for tackle football? And he says, need to teach our youth to hit and be hit early and get them ingrained in how smash mouth football is played. Local league says they can offer a flag football clinic. Flag mother effing football? I told them, hell no. I'll go make the boy run through bricks and cinder blocks in the backyard. Sad seeing the lost opportunities of youth these days. The spread offense and the loss of the fullback are why gas is $5 a gallon. <laughs> Pussification of America. I think Western Nebraska may have some underlying issues uh, in this rather than even tackle football. But that's just me. Well, I mean, this was the very first time because I, you know, when I'm filling up my gas tank and complaining about the price of gas, at no point did I ever think that the spread offense was to blame. <laughs> I mean, everybody's always blaming the president or Congress or, you know, Russian oil tycoons or the Middle East, and nobody ever thought to blame Urban Meyer or Bill Walsh or Lavelle Edwards for all this. This goes even deeper than the Tebow illiteracy conspiracy here, MBG. The spread offense uh, <laughs> having worldwide impacts that we were not aware of. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've watched a football game and thought, man, I sure do miss the fullback. <laughs> <laughs> well, that and, like, listen, I get the tackle football thing. And I, I really think anytime you can get a head start on CTE, by having young kids developing brains run headfirst into each other. You, you got to jump all over that. Just get you it know? out of the way. Get it yeah. out of the way. You know? Teach them how to hit and be hit when they're two, three, four years old. And, you know, that you're pretty much home free at that point. Yeah, I would not want to be this um, this man's child. <laughs> you want to go in the backyard and you don't want to go out in the backyard and run through some cinder blocks? You know, I thought about it. No. He has never hugged his son one time. Never. His son is going to have, like, if you're, if sir, if you're listening, please have your son contact me because I can get, a, a, like, some discounted therapy because he's going to need it. Uh, you going to raise some little wussy, Joy, or what? <laughs> some corn dog eating wussy? Is that what you're going to raise? First I guess of all, we've had this conversation. I don't want children, but if I did... No, okay, I guess Joy just wants to pay $10 a gallon for gas. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, <laughs> Brian Kelly doesn't run the spread offense, so she's safe down there. <laughs> Don't blame her. I mean, y'all, this is why maybe I need to go back to only being a portion of the podcast. Attack <laughs> <laughs> over here. <laughs> Look, Joy, we're just trying to help the economy here. <laughs> I had a son who would be playing tackle football at the earliest age, but it wouldn't be four. The country's going to hell, and Joy's worried about a kid getting a concussion. <laughs> My kid fell off the couch today and cried for an hour. So I don't well, think who's that raising could... the whips around here? It's not <laughs> Casey, by the way, for those who can't see, which is everyone, is raising his hand. So. <laughs> Casey, you need to teach that kid how to play fullback. I tried, and he cried. <laughs> He's going to be raised a wimp and a Clemson fan. Like, he's double screwed. Oh, for two. His <laughs> life is over. over. Casey, my, my boy plays flag football, so I'm with you, man. He wakes up and says, boo, South Carolina, every day. <laughs> That's no joke. He does. That's awesome. Right before he runs through the cinder blocks. <laughs> and then goes into a school where he doesn't actually learn how to read. I'm in South Carolina. We're third from last. Thank you. Right. You guys are way up there. <laughs> oh, we have a 48, 47? Yeah, yeah by the, the way, 40s. my kids are in Baltimore City Public School, so I, I should definitely be throwing stones here. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it for this week's episode of MBG Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review. You can check out more content at messageboardgeniuses.com. Come back next week. We'll be counting down posts one through five, and we'll see you next time, losers. 